all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Take over, taking over, over. My Bible, it is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word which produces faith. And faith pleases God. I'm not just a hearer. I'm a doer. This word has given me life. And life more abundantly. Hallelujah. Just shout just right quick. Just Hallelujah. Now, now watch this. Because there's folks that say, it don't take all that. See, you a lie. Because you'll shout at the Bronco game. You'll shout at the Nuggets game. And they ain't done nothing for you but taking your money. Matthew 21, remain standing. Please go to Matthew 21. Anybody need a word today? Hallelujah. I was up all night getting this for you. And it's so simple. It'll probably be the shortest thing you ever heard me preach. (laughs) What's this? Matthew 21, verse 12. When you have it, say amen. Amen. (laughs) Then Jesus went into the temple of God. And drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. What's this? Say dove represents the spirit. So let's reread it. Then Jesus went into the place he dwelt and drove out all of the mess and overturned the tables of the one keeping up the mess. And the seats of the one who acted spiritual. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. Verse 14, then. You missed it. Went right over your head. Then. I says, after the mess was gone. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. Now, you, you missed it. Let me, you, 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 somebody shout, Ben. God says, I could not move the way I wanted to when you had a bunch of mess going on in the temple. But when you clear the mess out of your house, of your life, of the house of God, when you clear the mess out, then I can move. Touch somebody and look at them and say, neighbor, in this season, 
There can be no mess in your house. Father, I decrease that you might increase. Speak now, Father, to us, your people, for we are ready to hear. Open our ears to hear. Open our eyes to see. Father, we thank you that the blessing is working in us. We thank you that you have made us to be increased. Our name is Joseph. You are continually increasing us. And in this season, as we enter spring, after the feast of the Passover and unleavened bread, it's time to do a little spring cleaning, and we got to get the mess out of the house. High five percent, no mess. You can be seated. Watch this. Before the blind and the lame heal, mess had to be stopped. Please understand, God is in confusion. He does not move in misunderstanding. God doesn't give suggestions. He gives hands. He does not tell you what you think you should do. He tells you what you ought to do if you want to see the fullness of the blessing. Please understand, the temple, the definition of temple is any place or subject or object, rather, in which the presence of God dwells. Let me say that again. The temple is any place or object in which the presence of God dwells. Watch this. There are three temples, say three temples, uh, that you need to make sure there's no one selling mess. But at the same time, you need to make sure you ain't the one buying the mess. Because there only exists somebody selling if there's somebody buying. So you keep thinking all of your friends are the problem. No, you keep buying the mess that they're selling. You keep thinking your spouse is the problem. No, you keep buying the mess that they're selling. And as long as there's a demand, there's going to be a slide. Just because you're not the one sharing gossip doesn't mean you're not guilty of it. You're not hearing me because both the buyers and the sellers were driven out of the temple. Touch somebody to say both of them were driven out. Touch them, both of them, both of them. But watch this. Before you can clean the temple, you need to know what you're looking for. Because a lot of times we'll get rid of the stuff that we need to hold on to. And then the stuff that needs to be gone, we'll be trying to hold on to that. So let's find out what we need to get rid of. Go to 1 Timothy 5. 1 Timothy 5. Here we go. No mess. First Timothy 5. Uh, since God is not the author of confusion, he refuses to move in confusion. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, where there is no vision, the Bible says, where there is no clear, redemptive revelation of God. Wow, I says, people perish. What do they do? They cast off restraint. If you really look at that and study it, it literally means they stand naked. So, In order to clean, you got to know what you're looking for. Watch this. 1 Timothy 5, go to 13. Now, let me just help you. Uh, You normally hear me say, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your name. I'm talking to you today. I am very much so talking to you. This is a pastoral message. I'm pequotting. 1 Timothy 5, verse 13. Here we go. Watch this. And besides, they learn to be idle. Wandering about from house to house, relationship to relationship, person to person, job to job. Ain't it amazing that people that are always wandering, it's always everybody else's fault while they're wandering? It ain't never got nothing to do with them. It's always somebody else. The man, they boss didn't like it. Why is it everybody don't like you? You ain't got one friend. You ain't got one person that likes you. Jesus had lots of enemies, but at least 12 folk, well, 11, you know. 
wandering from house to house, and not only idle, but they're gossips. And they're busybodies. Watch this. Here's what busybodies do. They say things which they ought not say. And they say stuff they ought not say because they have, they're have idle. So they don't have enough of their own business going on. So they go trying to get into everybody else's business. And so since I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing because I don't have a vision, let me get involved in your vision so I can be. Ma'am, I'm talking directly to you today. This is, this is for you, not your name. Watch it, though. Watch this. Watch this. Therefore, I desire that. The, now, now, in the context of the text, Paul is, these are the pastoral epistles. Paul is telling Timothy, I'm, he's saying the younger widows. He's saying because, that, because they're not, they don't have a clear understanding of what they're supposed to do, so they just waste their time. When you don't know what you're supposed to do, you'll waste your time doing everything. You're not hearing what I'm saying. When you don't know what specific thing you're supposed to do, you'll waste your time trying to do everything you see everybody else doing. <sighs> Watch this. Therefore, I desire that the younger widows marry, bear children, manage the house, and when they do that, they'll give no opportunity to the adversary to speak reproachfully. Watch this. He says, when you get some of your own business, the devil won't even have a chance to get you caught up in junk. When you say, God, what am I here for? Stop trying to get right about what everybody else. What am I supposed to be doing? What's my assignment? The reason you get so caught up in family mess now is because you're trying to figure out what Pookie and them doing, and you need to sit there and worry about yourself. <sighs> mess can only come with messy information. But messy information can only be disseminated by messy folk. See, some of y'all trying to get other folk in your mind. No, you get you in your mind. Because we spring clean in ourselves. Because remember, the scripture said they say things which they ought not. It's not even that it's really malicious in what they're saying. They just ought not say it. That's why some people, they, they, and I talk about this on Wednesday, they show up and they throw up. They just show up and just tell everybody know everything there is to possibly know about them. Messy folk show up with baggage. And they show up on your doorstep, and they never let you see their baggage. They know just how to dress. They know how to talk. They know what to say. They know what to do to make sure you don't think there's any stuff behind them. But you let them come in. After a while, they'll start unpacking that joker. And then you'll start saying to yourself, wait a minute. I thought you really loved the Lord. I didn't know you was like this. And you start unpacking and you find old, dirty, messed up, antiquated stuff when they start unpacking their luggage. You'll find stuff in there you can't even read. Because messy folk always got luggage. They got baggage. And the reason they got so many problems in relationships is not because of the person they dating. It's because they're still dating the person they used to date eight years ago. And they left them in their bags. I ain't got no runners. 
They show up with baggage. They hide it till they get good and comfortable. And once they get comfortable, they start unpacking that stuff. And if you'll stop talking so much and be quiet, people will start unpacking. Reason some of you run into so many issues with relationships and friendships is because you're the one doing all the talking. Well, you know, God told me this and God told me this. and God. Shut up sometimes and let them talk. And when you let them talk, you'll, they'll start unpacking and you'll say, wait a minute. What does they have on? What is that? That's a mess. I'm about through. But here's what I found out about messy people. Because remember, I'm not talking to your neighbor. Most messy folk don't know they've got stuff in their bags. They don't know. They think it's normal. They think it's natural. Because it's just stuff they've picked up down through the years. And they never took the time to clean it out. You don't know you're messy. Until somebody says, what is all that in your bag? And then you realize it's not normal. It's mess. No runners yet, huh? Here's what messy folk do. Here's what messy folk do. Now, listen, look straight ahead. If you start turning your head, everybody's going to know. Straight ahead. Just, I'm telling you. I'm trying to help you now. Watch this. Here's messy folk, and I'm going to talk more about this on Wednesday. Messy folk keep up strife. They keep up division. Because remember, Paul said they're saying things which they ought not. Did you see how so-and-so looked at you? Maybe they had too much hot sauce on their sandwich. And the Lord is dealing with them in an intimate way. Maybe it's not some conspiracy against you by the whole church. Maybe it's not some conspiracy against you by the Federation of Bishops. Maybe. You just let somebody unpack in your house. Messy people keep up division. They, they talk about things which they ought not since they have very little of their own business going on. They want to get in everybody else's. The messy person is the person that asks you all kind of questions that ain't got nothing to do with the price of gas in Spain. Why you need to know all that? Well, Bishop say we family. We supposed to be family. Absolutely. But even Jacob, some secrets. Even Abraham had some stuff he didn't let everybody know. Let me be clear. I'm not saying we'd be fake and fun. That's not what I'm saying. But why is it that you show up to everybody? And then you wonder, I don't know where everybody be talking about me. Because you throw up all over them. It's too quiet in this cathedral of the Lord. So let's, let's, let's figure out. Say messy. messy. Watch this. Go to 2 Thessalonians 3. I can't preach, preach too hard. I've got to preach hard next week. Watch this. 2 Thessalonians 3. 
I'm going to show you how to deal with messy folk. Because remember, most of the time, they don't know they're messy. They don't know they're a gossip. They've just been doing it so long, that's all they know. Most people, you know what I found out, especially here in Denver, most folk don't know they're out of order. You got to help them understand. No, honey, no, that ain't how we do it. Y'all know my story from Atlanta. Which is going to tell me, no, sir, the way we do it here. I said, ma'am, I'm ready to order. She said, no, sir, the way we do it here. Now I'm thinking to myself, I just watched Not Easily Broken this way. Look, girl. Look, girl. Who, who, who are about talking to? My sis, my sis, go to Second Thess. Are you there, Second Thessalonians? Now, I want you to go to verse number or chapter three. Go to verse ten. Now, this is how Paul, the apostle, says to handle messy folk. Because see, the moment you start judging folk, you become part of the mess. So let me knock you off of your throne and knock you off of your high horse. At one point or another in your life, you've been a been a been a culprit of messiness too. The bishop, all my life I've lived holy. But, well, see, here's here's here here here's the thing. If you say something which you ought not, even though it may not be wrong or malicious, see a lot of times gossip, you can be telling the truth. It just ain't your truth to tell. Are you here? Second Thessalonians 3, verse 10. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this. If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. So let me help all of the teens and the young men who you hard and you tough and all that. And the young ladies who you grown and mama, why can't I have a life? I'm 16. Let, 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 let me help you. The book said. Does somebody say the book? The book said, if thou not worketh. So you want to run something up in this house, hey, no problem. But thou must worketh if thou desirest to eateth. It's quiet up in here. Watch this. For we hear that there are some among you who are in a disorderly manner. And they're not working at all. They look busy, yet when you check their fruit, there's nothing there. And you say, what have you been doing all day? What, what has it taken you so long for and nothing's been done? Because they're busy bodies. They look busy. Ooh, I'm just building a kingdom. You ain't done nothing but make one phone call. I didn't go to work. I was building the kingdom. You was on the phone with mama now. They're not working at all, but they're busybodies. Now, those who are such, we command and exhort through the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice he doesn't say we suggest to you or we think it'd be beneficial to you. That ain't what he said. He said we command you that they work quietly and eat their own bread. Now, what does that mean? What he's saying is what you tell messy folk is, uh-uh. Well, I just want... 
Well, no, we need to. Well, I'm just trying to tip. Hey, will you just hear me? He says, tell them to be quiet. Hush. Somebody's calling your name. He, what, 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 what? he says, and tell them to quit eating everybody else's food. Now, understand the context that they would go from house to house breaking bread together. He says, every time they go over somebody else's house, the real intention of them going is not to fellowship. It's not to have good Christian greetings and good Christian brother and sistering and all that. No, it's so that they can get over there and get somebody else's bread so they can get somebody else's business so they can run to the next house and say, ooh, you know I was over so-and-so's house. Somebody say, no mess in this house. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Say three temples. Before the blessing can flow unrestricted, you must remove mess. You keep talking about the devil. No, no, the devil can't block this, but your mess can. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, now watch this, watch, watch this, watch this. Say the church. Now, let me say this. I am not being reactive, so let me just be clear. Ain't nothing happened, so that's why I'm teaching this. I believe to be preventive. I don't wait till something happens. You know, the worst thing to do is, 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 is your doctor is supposed to prevent stuff from happening. And I know a lot of men don't go to the doctor, but men, you, you got to follow your bishop because I will go at a moment's notice. If I'm coughing too hard, something ain't right. Something ain't right. Well, sir, you've only been coughing for 24 hours. Listen, last time I checked, that little card said, if I just want to come and sit and talk about health, I pay you every month to do that. So the whole purpose of the pulpit is not to be reactive, it's to be preventive. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Too many people want a reactive word and not a preventive word. So they're reacting to a circumstance as opposed to preventing the circumstance from happening in the first place. Watch well, this. Say the church. In the church, there is no mess. There, there, there is no speaking against the man of God. And anybody you hear do it, uh-uh. Well, I just don't understand. Well, then you need to pray. You so spiritual, go pray. It just doesn't exist. And there's never a circumstance that's acceptable. Just like there's never a circumstance that's acceptable for you to talk about your fellow brothers and sisters. Well, I just want you to know, but no. Have you prayed? Who, who made you the moral police? Because let me come check your luggage. Now, obviously, that's where leadership and elders and ministers, all that, that's why that's in place, to handle that. But you be quiet and eat your bread. Because I'm about to say, eat your own bread. I'm about through. Told you. Watch this. Watch this. If you hear nothing bad, but it's something that just shouldn't be discussed, you silence it. 
you know, all the time we have different folk coming to the church, and I'm just going to say this because it's Nightcock Church, so y'all can handle it. Uh, sometimes people look, look, look crazy. Not y'all. I'm serious. But sometimes the Lord will send somebody in here every now and then just to test us. And, and you got to learn how to silence foolishness. The old saints used to say, you got to learn how to pray stuff down. Because if there's foolishness going on and all this kind of stuff, you know, let me give you one example. Everybody else sitting being quiet. Somebody, that ain't what we're doing. So if you need to purge, you need to wait until the man of God announces it's purging time. Other than that, you're a distraction. And you're counterproductive to the flow. Are you getting this? See, mess is anything that stops the flow from the way it should be. Are you getting this? So, so in the church, in the temple, remember there's the temple is any place or any object where the presence of God indwells. In the temple, if you hear something that maybe it's not bad, but it just shouldn't be discussed. Uh-uh. Well, you weren't even in our conversation. I don't have to be. Somebody say, no mess in this house. Go to Joshua 7. The next temple is your house. Let me just, let me insert this right here. Whatever you allow in God's house, he will allow in your house. I know them kids yelling and hollering, but they ain't my kids. By virtue of you being in the house, now, now don't you be pulling out no belt and all that now. But, but you can tell them, hey, look here, look here, little Timmy. The way we do it here, this kid sat out. Some of y'all know, folk come in your house, first thing you do is make them sit down. Kids, don't move, don't touch nothing. Still got that plastic on your furniture because you don't want nobody to waste Kool-Aid on it. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You just slide off the couch. Just can't even take no good nap because your face get all sticky. Don't act like y'all know about that plastic on the couch. We got ego. I, I'm looking at everything going on. I mean, <laughs> Joshua 7, verse 10. Watch this. Yeah. So the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why you lie on your face? Now let me set the stage before we finish reading. They were going to fight the battle and they were going to take over uh, a people and going to siege a city. And the Lord gave them specific directives about what to do and what not to take and what to take. And they got so arrogant that they said, we don't even need to take the full team. We'll take a little team in here, and we'll be able to knock this out, no sweat, because the Lord's given it to us. But one of the people in the camp didn't follow the system. See, see whatever you allow, you agree with. Stop saying, well, I can't, I, you know, that's just what they do. No, that is not just what they do. Not if it's in your house. If it's in your house, you ain't going to act like this. You ain't going to act crazy. You ain't going to talk like that because we will not have any Achans in this house because if I allow it, I'm guilty of the same. I understand what the big deal is. You don't have to understand. You just have to obey. Remember, I'm talking to you. 
Why? 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 Just listen. Not just quit. I don't have why. Does anybody want to be promoted? And you know, we always talk about the body crash, the next level in God, honey. I'm going to next level, next level, next level, next level, new dimension, new dimension. Let me help you get there real quick. Be quiet and obey. People all the time, well, you know, how Bishop, how you do all this and how this, how this happens. Because okay? you know what? I know how to shut up and take orders from the Lord. Now, don't you be walking down this line talking about a bishop. No. And how we do it here. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say obey. Watch this. Watch this. So they lost the battle. And Joshua, you know what he does is he starts praying. God, please help my household. Please save my kids. God, please fix this. Please fix this. God, please get my marriage back together. God, please get my finances together. And the Lord says, why are you praying to me on your face? Verse 11, you sinned and you transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them for they even have taken some of the accursed things and both stolen and deceived and they put it among, among their own stuff. Well, says, therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but they turned their backs before their enemies because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore unless you get the mess out of your house. I don't know why I don't feel peace. I don't know why I'm so distraught. I don't know. Because it's mess in your house. Look at what it says, verse 13. He says, you sitting down there praying, get up. Let, let, this is the word for somebody. You sitting there, Lord, I just, I'm waiting on a change. I'm just waiting on, let, let me, uh, get up. Watch this. Sanctify the people or separate the people and say, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, there isn't a cursed thing in your midst. Oh, Israel, you cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. A lot of prayers that you ain't seeing no results in is because God is saying to you, get up. There's sin in the camp. You got mess in the camp. You still here? So, so, so let's identify some of the mess we allow in our house. What about the arguments you allow? And it's stupid in the first place, but you just want to do it because you're grown and ain't no man going to talk to you like that. And she better know I'm the man and she going to obey the man. And you're arguing and you just look foolish because God is saying, Oh, I'm not moving. I don't hear you because there's mess in the house. You want me to save your kids? I can't save your kids until you stop letting them bring everybody in the house with them. This is what you're talking about. I'm talking about that iPod. I'm talking about that CD. But they got 50 Cent be in your house more than you do. Young Jock is in your house more than you are. Akon is... In your house more than you are. And kids singing stuff, they have no clue what they're talking about. Locked up. You ain't never been locked up. You ain't never been through nothing. You ain't living in the ghetto talking about Southeast Aurora talking about it's hard out there. 815. Are you out of your what in the world? 
It's rough out there. Not in Terry Creek schools. It ain't rough in Terry Creek schools. It ain't rough there. Now you go across the county line. I don't know, but no, no, no. Ain't nothing rough about Denver. Let me just help you. Ain't, ain't nothing. Ain't nothing hardcore about Denver. Nothing hardcore. Five points. I listen. Look more like a point and a half because I, I, I ain't. Ain't nothing rough here. The projects here look like the luxury housing developments in some places. Go to Atlanta. Go to Memphis. Go, go to some places where they got real projects. But you allow it. That's just what the young people listen to. See, you allow it. So what you're saying is, is I allow that. And since I allow it, I agree with it. So everything, everything, Acon, all these 50 cents them, everything they say to your kids, you're saying I agree with that because I won't stop you from bringing it in this house. It's not that big of a deal. You better get the behind the music teaching. Because it is that big of a deal. I said, the things you allow to go on in your house that you know are wrong. You get in a bad mood now, and so now you turn off BBCC now. And now you got on some. I just need this for my nerves. And another thing. I've been real stressed. So let me go to the spirits store and pick up some spirit. That's why they call it wine and spirits. Let me go pick up some spirits to bring in my house so I can chill out. And then you wonder why your house is a hell house because you brought Jack Daniels all up in your house. By a bishop, the Bible says a little wine is good. Listen, a little wine. He was talking to a bishop. <laughs> I was on the tip of it. Uh, uh, I, says, I ain't going to deal with that today. What are you bringing in your house? You allow? That, that's the reason why you, cannot, you, you can't walk in my office without having to first anoint yourself. Because I don't know what baggage you got, and you sure enough ain't going to unpack it in my house or in my office. And if you've slipped, you may slip by occasionally because there's few people coming in the door, but they'll get you. Same thing you need to do at your house. Why folks just get to walk up in there and raise all kind of hell and come in there cussing and acting for, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Listen. That's just how they do. You know, that's just, no, what the, to hell with that. That is not what they do. If I allow it in my house, I'm saying I agree with it. Somebody say, no mess in this house. The baggage you bring with you from other folk. You've been over so-and-so's house, and, and you called it girls' night out, and really it was complaint about husband night. It's, re it's really quiet in here. Y'all was shouting and stuff. Let, let, uh, I am Joseph. I ain't continued. I was shouting. Y'all was shouting when I told you the blessing. Listen, when, 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 see, this is why I tell you always about the people you're around because the people you're around and the people you let talk to you are unpacking. And then you wonder, I don't know why I'm so stressed out because you put somebody else's stuff on. 
I was feeling real good, and I called Susan Salonim, and you know, I can't even really stand her, but you know, every time she, you know, we talk every time. You wasted 20 minutes of your life talking to somebody you say you can't stand. There was let them unpack their clothes on you. And so now you're walking around, I don't know why I'm so tired. I don't know why I'm so stressed out. I didn't, you know, I'm trusting God. I said, say, no mess in my house. So here's what you do when you get home today is you, you, you say, all right, mess, where you at? You seek and you destroy. Some of you got T-shirts from folk you used to date 12 years ago. They married with four kids. And you hold it on to that T-shirt so you can hold on to some college memory as if it was that good. As if the relationship was that good. As if it was that, oh, you know, I really, you know, we really, you know. And, and why is it over? The T-shirt needs to go in the trash because it's a hot mess. You got songs and stuff you be listening to by Luke. And not Dr. Luke. Out of the scripture. Is this too real? You got stuff in your CD player and you, and you, you say, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Not with all that. So what happens when you get unsanctified, when you don't feel like being sanctified, you go and you, you know, you know, all that. So Bishop, what's the big deal? I talked to you several weeks ago about when we talk about what holiness means, it just means to be not extinct, but distinct, unique. If you got all of that going on in your household, no, no wonder you listen to Isley Brothers all day. No wonder why you struggle with lust. Why don't I, you know, he ain't singing church songs. He ain't blessing the Lord. In between the seats, wasn't talking about praise and worship. And you wonder why now you struggle with us so much. You allow mess in your house. But Bishop, every now and then, listen, if you think you're that mature, say no mess in my house. Here's the last place, and I'm through. Go to 1 Corinthians 6, 9, 19. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Say no mess in my house. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Watch this. <clears throat> How many temples? Three. The house of God, your house, finally, you. First Corinthians 6 19, here it is. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not. Your own. For you were bought. So if you paid for yourself, then you your own. But since you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Watch this. The reason God gives us the Holy Ghost is not just so we can speak in tongue. It is so that when you want to do something you ain't supposed to be doing, 
The Holy Ghost sits on you and says, that ain't what you're going to do. I know you want to cuss right now, but listen, you're not your own. I'm sitting on you. Hush your mouth. That Holy Ghost that makes you speak in tongue and operates in the gift of the Spirit, it's the same Holy Ghost that will bridle your tongue. It's the same Holy Ghost that will say, uh-uh, I know you want to act a fool, but no, you ain't going to do that. Because your, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And I know you want to call somebody in the midnight hour, but you don't do that because your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You don't run yourself. Talking about I'm grown. Okay. Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke like one. Here's how children speak. Everything is somebody else's fault. So you're so grown, I hope you ain't blaming nobody else for your stuff. Here's what children do. They, 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 you, did you do such and such? Huh? I, I said, he says, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, it ain't that I wanted to put away my Legos. Ladies, it ain't that you wanted to put away your little Miss Happy Nymph, your Barbie, your cabbage patches, your Easy Bake. Some of y'all would prefer Easy Bake now because you say, I don't know how to really bake, so let me. <laughs> I, I'm going to get me an Easy Bake because that's easy. That little lamp can't never burn that stuff. <laughs> Y'all ain't say that. See, a lot of folk like the playhouse. They want to do everything that you get to do when you playhouse. But when it's time to put away childish things and be a man, put away childish things and be a woman, all of a sudden everybody. Well, watch this. There is a season, say it's now, when it's time to put aside childish things and mature. Maturity is a choice. Let, let me just, can, can I, I just, let me just, let me just. Let me. There are relationships that are in your life that are the equivalent of a third grade playground fight. It's immature, and it's messy. That's it. And the reality is, is if we don't change those things, God says, just like we read in our text, I want to bless you, and I've released the blessing, but it's not flowing for you because you got too much mess. And I say this often, and I'm going to say it again because it's spring cleaning time. Some of y'all, when you go home, you need to pull out stuff out them closets. Stuff you ain't wore since the jerk. <laughs> Folks still had soul glow when you... <laughs> since you're quit.
Still got bell bottoms. And I don't care what the fashion folks say. See, that's what they do to y'all. They trick you. They try to psych you out. They, they cycle that stuff through. I was shopping the other day. The lady tried to get me convinced. She said, well, flat front. She said, sir, everybody's wearing them flat front pants. I said, I don't believe in all that. I just do not believe in all that. I said, I believe man should wear pants with pleats. Now, if that's what they want to do, that's fine. But as for me in my house, we're going to have some pleats in these pants. Matter of fact, I took one suit back last week because I said, I can't do the flat fronts. Uh, got to accentuate myself. <laughs> Stay with me. Stay with me. Your house, you need to clean it out. Not just spiritually, but literally. I mean, you need to go through some stuff. You got tax documents from 74. You got bank statements you've never opened. They just, you stuffed them in some mail pile because you didn't want to open. You need to open up your stuff. And you wonder why you're so cluttered all the time. You need to clean your life out. I'm going to do it later. When? You've been saying that since four years ago. You still got boxes packed for when you moved. You moved in 99. Why your boxes still got stuff in them? Somebody say, no mess in this house. Everybody standing. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologists recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost water gel facial moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's.